This podcast includes frank discussions of mature themes that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is intended to provide encouragement and support through personal storytelling. The views expressed are the opinions of the participants and not intended to be medical, legal, clinical, or professional information or advice of any kind. Welcome to the Bubble Hour. 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 Welcome, 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 welcome to the Bubble Hour. I own it. I did that. Not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking for excuses. I just want to be free from the power. Weakness head on me. Jean McCarthy, and you're listening to The Bubble Hour. Hello, and welcome to The Bubble Hour Archives, a treasure trove of episodes ranging from 2012 to 2022. I'm recovery advocate and author Jean McCarthy. I joined The Bubble Hour as a host in season two. Together with other hosts over the years, Ellie, Lisa, Amanda, and Catherine, we all extend to you our gratitude for listening and a heartfelt wish that this podcast will find a welcome home in your recovery toolkit. The resources mentioned on the show are available at thebubblehour.com, including information on the online support group called the BFB, or Booze Free Brigade, often mentioned on the show. Now, if you're hearing this message, you're listening to one of our free archived episodes, and we'll make sure that there are loads of these available for you to enjoy. These are partial versions of the original recordings, and if you want to hear more, you can listen to full versions and the entire back catalog ad-free by joining us on Patreon. So just head to patreon.com slash thebubblehour to learn more. I'll also put a link in the show notes to make it even easier for you to find that. So, all right then, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bubble Hour, where real people share real stories of addiction, recovery, and hope. I'm here tonight with my co-hosts, Amanda and Jean. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jean. Hello. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Tonight, we're going to be talking about keeping it simple. And with the end of the year coming to a close, we thought it would be helpful to talk a little about ways to keep it simple in the new year. Um, I know I personally struggle with keeping it simple, so we thought this would be the perfect time for this topic. And we hope we can share some tips and some suggestions that have worked for us in recovery, as well as some things that maybe didn't work that we plan to avoid doing this coming year to better take care of ourselves. So tonight's show isn't about high expectations or even extreme New Year's resolutions. In fact, it's really the opposite of that. We're going to focus on ways we plan to be kind to ourselves and let go of trying to do everything perfectly in the new years. So much pressure really does go into the resolutions that we make for ourselves. So this approach is a little bit more gentle. For me personally, before I quit drinking, I had countless day ones and I would I set quit dates for myself many times. For several years in a row, the quit date was inevitably January 1st. The intention to quit was there, at least in theory, but it never stuck. I'm sure that sounds familiar. What finally ended up being my what finally ended up being my quit date wasn't even a day I planned for. 
And so I think that's how I view all January 1st resolution now that I'm in recovery. For me personally, if I'm going to do something or stop something, I just have to do it. There's no step date for me to do this. For me, setting a date to stop or start something is another way of setting myself up for failure. Of course, that's not true for everyone. Some people are able to set resolutions and really see them through. So for those people, I say, keep doing that. But if you're like me, you'll understand how that can sometimes have a reverse effect and make things even more, feel even more daunting. Grandiose New Year's resolutions are very easy to make, and they're very easy to break. Years ago, I made resolutions that were not even possible, such as resolving maybe to end end, um, world hunger, (laughs) which was probably (laughs) my way of dyslexia. I couldn't even begin with myself, so I would look to everything else to, you know, make a change, but I couldn't start with me because it was too much of a challenge. Or I would go the opposite way, and I would jokingly announce, this year I resolved to eat broccoli once a week. Uh Uh-huh. No, things have changed, and I've learned how to pick my internal and external battles. I think that's my, I'm not making any resolutions. This year, I'm starting small, and last year, I kept life relatively simple. I would say at least as simple as I could for a mom with a family and a full-time, high-pressure job, but this year, I'm planning to let good enough be enough. So, I'm planning to make sure my sobriety and recovery come before anything else, and I've learned that if I put those things first, the rest will fall into place, And if that makes sense. If I make sure that those things are where they should be, the rest of my life, even when it's hectic, it falls into place. What about you, Jean? What's your experience with New well, Year's resolutions? I, I do make New Year's resolutions. I'm very good at making them. I made mm-hmm. my first New Year's resolution when I was nine years old. I got this little blue diary for Christmas, and I resolved I was going to write in it every single day, and that lasted three days, and that was the first of many solutions that I made and broke, (laughs) and honestly, I come up with great resolutions, and I do not keep any of them. So when I look back on my 40-some years on this planet, I cannot think of a single New Year's resolution that I've kept. The funny thing, though, is just like you said, Lisa, I'm a goal-oriented person, and I'm really good at setting a goal and keeping it, just not the type that we seem to set for New Year's. Mm-hmm. So my most, when, and I think it's a great example to say that when I decided to quit drinking, that's a perfect example of how I set my mind to something and I did it. And I guess, to me, it brings up that question of why do some goals stick and some don't. And I think there's a couple of things that work, but probably the biggest one is motivation. And we know that in recovery, we really have to work at keeping up our motivation. It's why we keep going to recovery groups and we always have good reading material and we listen to other people. And that's all really important because maintaining recovery isn't just making one decision on one day and sticking to it. It's something you have to keep working at really forever. So when I think about that versus the New Year's resolution, they, I think can just be way too vague and too large. Mm-hmm. So when you say, right. okay, I ate too much at Christmas, so now it's January, I'm going to lose weight. What? <laughs> How are you going to do that? 
And the other thing we can do is go way overboard and set a goal that's entirely too detailed and too specific. So I don't know if you've ever done this where you think, okay, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. every day and I'm going to go to the gym and and then I'm only going to eat, I don't know, like a gluten-free diet. And then within two weeks, your alarm doesn't go off and someone brings donuts to the office and then the whole mm-hmm. thing goes out the window. There's a middle ground, I think, of good goal setting. And, and I think that there's a measure of a good goal. And in business, we, when we're setting goals for maybe people in performance reviews or in writing a business plan, we use the acronym SMART, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. And so when we're setting a goal, it needs to be all those things. So just saying, I'm going to lose weight isn't specific enough. But mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and only eat carrots and lose 30 pounds in six days isn't realistic. So it has to have all of those characteristics, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and when it comes to recovery, here's where it fits. So I look at people that drink too much on New Year's Eve, as we've probably all done at some point. Right. And you wake up oh. with a hangover New Year's Day and say, well, that's it. I'm never drinking again. Mm-hmm. And when you measure that against the, the SMART acronym, it doesn't measure up because it's not, it, does, it has no plan attached to it, it has no specifics. Mm-hmm. So another version of that same sentence would be, I'm not going to drink today. And you can wake up every day and say that, and it holds up against mm-hmm. those specifics of setting a good goal. It's not so overwhelming. Yeah, that's right. It's like eating the elephant one bite at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's really the difference of an unattainable New Year's resolution. It's just something big and vague or unrealistic versus just, like you said, keep it simple. Like, I'm just not going to do this today. I'm going to, today will be different. And, and you can do that every day. Or on the reverse, you could say, today I'm going to do this one thing to take care of myself. And yeah. you don't have to do it in such a grand, long-term scale, it can be something that's actually, like you said, attainable. Yeah. Because every day we can make a choice. Maybe not right. maybe not every day for a month, but every day we can at least attempt to do something that we want to do for ourselves. Or exactly. not do. Yeah. And here's something that I've learned in recovery. You asked what's changed since I've been in recovery when it comes to goals. And What I've learned is looking at the goals that I set for myself. So I'm a very driven, high achiever, and it seems to me that there's a lot of people in recovery that fit that profile. I don't know what it is, but I Mm -hmm. think my my theory is that it maybe comes from a little bit of uncertainty about ourselves or maybe feeling like we have to do more because we have to compensate. Overcompensating. Yeah. And so I think that sort of leads us to feel like we have to achieve a a high-level achievement just to be okay. It's not really Mm -hmm. a superiority thing. It's more of Mm -hmm. trying to be okay. So this article in Psychology Today talked about what motivates high achievers versus what motivates average achievers. And high achievers are really inclined to pick a goal and go for it in spite of risks, whereas average achievers are motivated by avoiding failure. 
So we need to know if you're the type of person who's really inclined and really drawn to the big goal and you think, I'm going to go for that big goal even if it means risk. That's a typical personality type. But when it comes to our recovery, we we don't want to overachieve. It's okay to go for the adversaries. It's okay to go for the avoiding failure and just say, I'm not going to drink today. You don't have to say, I'm going to be the best bridey leader that's ever been. I'm going to rock the bridey. I'm going to only drink carrot juice or whatever. If you lean into what your instinct is, which is to go for a huge goal, you're putting yourself at risk. So I mm-hmm. think we have to go against our instincts and pull back and just say, you know what? Average is okay here because average is what's going to keep us on the path. It's good enough. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's something I've really learned and that I'm trying to remember as I go forward into the new year is that I'm inclined to set huge goals for myself and put myself at risk for failure. So I need to just pull back and just be okay with just hanging in there and just being just avoiding failure is an okay way to toe the line. So love it. That's, yes. that's my perspective yeah. on yours. Thank you. I loved it. And I can totally relate to it. Amanda, what about you? Yeah, me too. Well, I, yeah, I, I can totally relate that to that too. And they say that alcoholics tend to be really good at one in 10 and we suck at five. And I'm yeah. definitely one of those people. And yeah. five's where we want to be. Like five is the serenity. And living at either doing too much or doing nothing is just not a good place to be. So I can relate to that. But, yeah, as far as New Year's resolutions, I think I I gave up on setting those a long time ago because it was just, I'm sure I used to set ridiculous things. It was usually about losing weight. I personally never set one about quitting drinking. I actually didn't decide to quit drinking until I did. And I just, I think that's one of those things where you do have to be ready. And and some people do get ready because they have a terrible New Year's Eve. And so they wake up in the morning on New Year's Day and say never again. And they do stick with it. But I like, you know, what Jean said, getting getting sober, if you're just doing it on your own completely, you really do need to have a plan. And in my case where I decided to get sober, at the encouragement of my friends and family, I didn't have a plan myself, but I went into a, I went into detox, which gave me a plan. And I think that's really, that's an important thing. I don't set New Year's resolutions, or I haven't in a long time, because I just knew that they weren't something that I was going to keep. It was like, set, it was, I knew I was setting myself up for failure. And I related to, I think as far as like date setting goes for me, the only time that it's ever been like, okay, I'm starting this or the, I guess the biggest comparison for me is trying to quit smoking because I'm a smoker still. (laughs) That's something I'm starting to think about this year. But like for me to say, I'm going to do that on January one is saying, I'm not going to do it. That's (laughs) how I feel about new year's resolution. It's like guaranteed failure. So why set myself up for failure? And I don't know why. It's like the psychology of it. Everyone breaks New Year's resolutions. You almost get a pass. So to me, (laughs) setting a New Year... Right. You're expected to to not keep your New Year's resolution. So why make... So I just don't make them. And that's just my twisted thinking, whatever. But you guys are agreeing. No, I I agree. Who thinks that way? 
I have to say it has changed for me in recovery, and I think we're going to talk more about that. But what I set for New Year's resolutions aren't, like you said, Lisa, like these grandiose ideas or unattainable things there. It's really, it's, it's the opposite of what people typically think of as a New Year's resolution. I'm thinking more about, like, peacefulness and quiet and self-care and stuff. Those are the things that were running through my head when we talk about this show and keeping it simple. That couldn't be more of a perfect title for me, is just keeping it simple because I do overcomplicate things, and I do think that is such a typical characteristic of alcoholics is that we just feel like we need to do so much and it's to fill a hole, whatever it is. We put forth this great effort, like ridiculous effort. And like for me, it's, you know, it's going to be a challenge for me, but I'm thinking about, okay, how do I keep it simple? And um, I, I do have some thoughts on that, but so that's that's my, my thought so far. I'd love to, you know, hear you guys a little bit on, Lisa, your thoughts on how you, how, what your New Year's plan is, and maybe it'll give me some ideas for mine, too. Well, I'm hardly the poster child for this topic, but I'm going to really give it my best shot this year, and I'll be happy to share with you guys what I am planning to do. Since I'm, I've already told you guys I'm anti-New Year's resolution because they don't work for me, so I've been rethinking about what a resolution could or should be, and <clears throat> I'm steering away from setting large, vague health goals, and instead I'm planning to focus on small, meaningful actions that can affect my well-being. What you were talking about, Jean, waking up every day and focusing on one thing and trying to make it not overwhelming, something that's actually attainable, instead mm-hmm. of grand plans, I'm planning to focus on small daily goals, mainly, I would say, being in the moment. That's a huge huge thing that I've been working on over the past few years. And it's just very important that I don't think ahead so much and that I don't look back because it's not help. It doesn't help. It just makes me feel stuck. So I'm trying to be in the moment and be grateful and be positive as much as I can. It's not really my nature because I'm not really Pollyanna. I'm not naturally a positive person. So I'm really trying to focus on changing my thoughts and I'm going to work on forgiving myself and learn for me being of service, even in a small way to other people. It really does make me feel happier and hopeful. I don't know. Sometimes that kind of makes me think, well, am I doing it selfishly if I'm doing it because it makes me happy? But I feel like it's a win-win because it's making me happy along with someone else. What I've learned is what, what doesn't work for me that I'm really trying to work on is not getting enough sleep. And I'm really, this is, I'm really serious when I say sleep is a huge issue for me. Um, I don't require much sleep. And I think that I've, I figured out that I really need to learn to be still. And I need to learn how to let the day end and sleep begin, which seems crazy, especially to those who are able just to turn off the light and go to sleep. But for me, it's a huge, it's a goal. It's not something that I can't do. I feel like I'll be able to do it, especially if I'm mindful and I remember that this is something that's important to me. I found a really great blog post on, I think it was called uh, mindbodygreen.com, and it talked about 
just little things that you could do. And I've seen tons of these posts floating around the internet over the past few days, but it really, I don't know, it just stood out to me. And it said to talk to yourself the way you talk to a best friend. And I'm not good at this. And what I'm trying to do is overcome the way I speak to myself and be positive when I speak to myself. And I think that would really be a great thing for me to focus on. And I'm going to, again, try to be positive and replace my negative thoughts with positive ones. I'm going to do something I've never done before, and that's make a success list. Even little bitty things that I've done that I'm proud of, that have made me feel good, big and small, just whatever it may be, I'm going to actually make a list and read it once a week of tiny things that I've accomplished. Oh, Some of the things on my that's list. That's a great idea. Like, I don't even know what that means or what it will look like. It might be I went to bed at midnight instead of 2 a.m. Little thing. I'm going, I plan on really putting everything I've done that's helped me in some way. And I'm also like going back and reading it might make me see that I, I do have the ability to speak nicely to myself. So self-compassion, that's huge for me. Again, with the, I'm trying really hard to focus on the good and focus on what's wonderful about my life instead of getting lost in the everyday drudgery that comes sometimes with working and motherhood and having a family, those things that seem overwhelming at times are really wonderful things. And I'm just going to try to be on my own side, if that makes sense. That's my plan. I think I'll be on the right track if I can do half of that (laughs) successfully. So I don't, again, I don't have any grand, I wish I had some great, wonderful tips Really, I'm, when I say I'm really keeping it simple, I think that's pretty much all I can do right now. Do you ever wish for a little bit of recovery inspiration on the go? Tiny Bubbles is a new podcast that brings you the best bits of the Bubble Hour podcast in quick little episodes, just 15 minutes long but packed with wisdom, insight, and encouragement to live your life wholeheartedly and alcohol-free. Look for Tiny Bubbles wherever you get podcasts and subscribe today. Tiny Bubbles. Little bits of recovery goodness brought to you by the Bubble Hour. Sometimes all you need is a little pep talk so you can get back to living that beautiful life you're building. What about you, Jean? Do you have a plan? I love your goals. I think sleep is... I do, too. That's not only the most important gift you can give yourself, but I hear it is Mm -hmm. the number one beauty treatment (laughs) to give ourselves, and it's free. Oh, God, I'm surprised I even can get out my door then because I don't sleep (laughs) much at all. But I'm working on it, yeah. I I don't have trouble falling asleep at night, but I wake up Mm -hmm. at 5 in the morning and I really need three more hours of sleep, but mm-hmm. I'll think, oh, if I get up now, I could read the paper, and mm-hmm. I can have, I'm just excited to start. My day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you said like, you don't want the day to end, I find that like, I can't wait for it to start. And it's great to be a person that jumps out of bed every day, but I, I'm not giving myself what I need. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important. I think that's an important part of self-care. Mm-hmm. Something else you said really comes back to something that I'm focusing on this year, and you said it's you talked about being of service to others and of wondering, am I doing this, you know, for myself or for others, or is it win-win? And I happen to be just really thinking about this 
today because being of service is such an important part of recovery. Doing things for other people for the right reasons and being really fed by that. And what I'm learning to be aware of is the times, and this I do this a lot, so I have to really work at this, the times where I'm not so much, I'm not just trying to be of service, I'm also really conscious of how others are viewing me at that time. Mm-hmm. Like people pleasing. Yeah, or just really, okay, you know what? And I should be focused on how am I making this person feel? And I mm-hmm. can easily slip into how am I making this person feel about me? Me. Mm-hmm. So I have to take mm-hmm. that part off the end of the sentence and just really focus on the other person. And I think this is something that I now that I catch myself doing it, I'm amazed at how much time I spend worrying about how I look to other people at that moment. And I don't mean in a vain way. I, right. I mean, like, I'll be sometimes, let's say I go for a run, which hasn't happened lately because it's the middle of winter here. But let's say it's a nice warm day in Canada and I'm out for a run. And as the cars go by me, I'm thinking, oh, if someone I know sees me, they know I'm not working right now. They might think I have too much time on my hands that Mm -hmm. I can go for this run. Instead of really enjoying and appreciating my run, I'm worried about how I look to the people just moving by. So Mm -hmm. that's that's what you have to correct yourself from doing that. And even when you're doing good things, you can fall into Mm -hmm. the self-serving mode of of not doing that. So that's something I'm really working on in the new year. Um, In terms of self-care, I'm trying to spend a minimum every day of 15 minutes outside. During the warm weather, it's easy. It's been hours outside. But where I live, it's quite cold in the wintertime, and it's very easy to just get in your car, go to work, run inside, and not get outside. And I know that for my mental health and my peace in my soul, I need to be under that sky for a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I really It helps us connect with how big the world is and how small we are. It's just good for you. So that's something I'm really focused on. If, even if it's just um, walking out to get the mail or shoveling the neighbor's driveway or something, that I will get out and spend some time outside every day. I'm very much focused in the months to come on working on um, not worrying about labels. And I'm very good at not labeling myself, but I really like to control how other people uh, view situations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is typical controlling addictive mm-hmm. behavior. And so I, what I realized was that the people that are important to me in my life, I was giving them a lot of updates on where I was at in my recovery and how I was seeing myself. And what I really realized I was trying to give them were the tools or the scripts to describe me so that in case they talked about me to anyone, they had the right, they had my pre-approved verbiage. <laughs> oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that sounds really cold now that I look at it through that way. But I really realized that in, in, for some people, particularly my family, close family members that, that might possibly discuss you amongst themselves, I really wanted to make sure that they were informed the way that I wanted them to be informed. And I really need to back off from that mm-hmm. and not worry about whether someone um, sees me the way I see myself. That's none of my business. And I'm trying to back away from that. Does that make sense at all? Yes, it does. Yeah. Perfect sense. Absolutely. 
But here's another, this is a very, this is a very simple thing that I'm doing for myself and I'm going to carry it forward in the new year. So this is going to sound crazy. Don't judge me, but maybe you do this too. I don't know. (laughs) When I get dressed in the morning, sometimes I change my clothes numerous times before I can leave the house. Do you guys do this? I don't even Not really, because I can barely get out of my house with all my clothing (laughs) on, and I don't have time to change it. I'm I'm always just happy when I've arrived with everything on my person that's meant to be. I'm serious, really. I have a real problem with with following through. (laughs) I can't explain it anymore. You're just happy if you get out the door with all your buttons. Buttons or undergarments, all those things that we're supposed to always have on, yeah. So, but I, I have for, a uniform. I, I do. I know people who do this, who who change a hundred times before they walk out the door. Mm-hmm. I really do. No, no judgment for me. Okay. It's a, it's no, a no. very common problem for those of it us is. that are control freaks because we we need to look exactly right for exactly everything that might possibly happen that day. Or else we feel uncomfortable. We, I'm right. saying we. It's me, but I know there's other people that. Are, there are, there, there are, yes. Yeah. So I've learned to realize that, recognize that behavior when I'm changing and, and that, oh, this isn't right and, oh, this doesn't go with this. I realize I'm in a pattern. And what I'm really doing is having a little mini anxiety attack. I'm starting to worry about the day ahead. And so what I'm doing now is that if I catch myself doing that, I'm allowed to change my clothes three times maximum, and then I have to go to the black uniform. And so I have some black leggings and some nice black sweaters and black skirts and black boots, and they look great in no matter what combination I put them in. And so if, I am, if I'm doing that thing, which has nothing to do with the clothes, I'm changing my clothes, but it's not about the clothes. It's about my head and how I'm feeling. Then I know, oh, you're doing that thing. Go, just go for the black and you're done. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my new go-to things that I'm going to carry forward this year and, and see how that works. Is that it? I love it. It's very cool. So I'll keep you posted on that. I love it. And I think it's great. That's awesome. What Both that of you have talked about self-care and that's really, and that's awesome because I think that's something that's so hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. I know it is for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I and, think um, that's to do things that please other people. And so when we're taking care of ourselves, we don't get any of that positive feedback, except that we, we find out that we, we do like it ourselves. Right. It's hard to schedule. So the last thing that I'm going to go forward with in 2014, and this isn't, this does not fit my SMART goal criteria. I need to find a way to put this into that SMART acronym, but I really need to swear less, and I'm not a sailor or anything, but every once in a while, I, I find that, especially when I'm driving, some things maybe come out of my mouth that aren't that appropriate. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if there is a 12-step program for swearing, but if there is, I probably Oh, I would fail miserably at that. I would see the biggest flunk out ever of that. Oh, God. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. I could not <laughs> make it one day. I don't, I'm not, that's not even on my short list. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but that just that is a very huge goal. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I find it hard to get through the bubble hour without swearing. Right. This has been a struggle for me. (laughs) 
Maybe that's a whole other show, you guys. And how we, I know how we get through without that. I just have this vision of myself as I age in, into this really classy, elegant version of me. And 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 that lady doesn't flare, so I got to get to her somehow. I don't I don't know how I bridge that gap. I would say you're doing a lot of things very well, so I think you can be forgiving when you do utter <laughs> a, a bad word. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Take Good Care is a new collection of recovery readings inspired by the Bubble Hour. If you love the encouragement and support you find here on this podcast, then this new book is for you. Visit thebubblehour.com for more information or check the show notes for a link to purchase. You'll find Take Good Care on Amazon Worldwide. Take Good Care, recovery reading inspired by the Bubble Hour, the perfect gift for yourself and friends. Others find the message of recovery we champion on the Bubble Hour. Plus, get access to the entire backlist ad-free by joining us on Patreon. Patron support helps with the ongoing expense of making free versions of the show available, as well as the cost to make new content like our spin-off podcast, Tiny Bubbles. Become a Bubble Hour patron today at patreon.com slash thebubblehour and help us help others through stories of strength and hope. Amanda, do you have yeah. a, a plan in play? I have a non-plan, which is mm-hmm. it's really, it, I mean, it's really about keeping it simple, and that's it, end the show, just kidding. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I, I, there's, I have a few things that I really want to do this year, because I have, I am um, an extreme overachiever, and I'm really recognizing that I'm, I don't sit still, I don't ever stop ever my brain doesn't shut off and I too have I have a hard time sleeping I don't sleep a lot I mean I've lately I've been stressed out and I find myself I'm up late and I get up at 4 30 for work and and part of that is because I do like to ease into my day and that's so I, I have an hour to myself to just have my coffee and whatever I used to read now I just go on the computer so actually that's one thing I'm going to do is Start. I, I do I'm, I, I do IT for a living, so I'm on computers all day long. I don't need to wake up in the morning and get on my computer. I, I need to break that habit. So that's one thing, and actually that just popped into my head. But it, it's simple self-care things for me, I, and one of them being to learn how to sit still. And like you said, Lisa, be in the moment and really just appreciate the moment and just find if whether it's five minutes of literally just sitting still. Mm-hmm. I really want to somehow figure out how to do that because I don't know how to do that. I don't do it. And I, I found <clears throat> actually a friend of ours who's been on this show several times is puts on a pops show every year and she's a conductor and she's amazing. And I went to see her show a couple of years ago, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. I remember two years ago, just like I, when they played the slow music, I couldn't sit still. 
I couldn't enjoy it. I was like antsy. And there's plenty. They do a really great job of going from the slow stuff, the classical stuff, to the more upbeat stuff. And they do a lot of fun things that make it really enjoyable. And this year, for whatever reason, I was able to sit still. They play this really one, this one song that is just so beautiful, and they dim the lights, and it's just... I found myself absolutely mesmerized, and it it just struck me that night. That's something I need to do, just be able to sit in the moment and not have any, just to enjoy the moment. Like, I'm actually a person who can't, I don't go to the movie theaters. Because in the movie, when you go to a movie theater, you have to sit for two hours without doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And I am incapable of doing that. I am absolutely incapable. I can I watch movies at home because I can pause it and get up and right. go to the bathroom. I can get a drink of water. I can let the dog out. I can get some ice cream, which I always do. I can do all those things, but I do not sit still. I can, whatever, I can look at my phone. You know, what I find that I can't just sit for two hours and watch a movie, even if it's the best movie in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. ridic- it's ridiculous. And so... I'm recognizing that's one thing that I need to do is learn how to keep still. And the other thing is um, a friend of mine, I've, been, I've had some, some stuff going on with my, in my life that hasn't been, my life hasn't been spectacular. It's been, it's been fine. It just things haven't been perfect as of late. And my friend said to me today, things aren't always going to be this way. And I was like, true. Oh. And I know that. And, and I've actually, in recovery, I've really learned that, like, to, to actually cherish the, and ha- have gratitude for the hard times, too. And Great. so, and that's all great in theory, and I actually think I do a pretty good job with that. But it's something, because things aren't rosy, whatever, rosy and rainbows and unicorns right. and all that right now, it's something that I just really need to focus on. Like, things aren't always going to be this way. And I think that's also important for people who are just starting out getting sober to realize that things aren't always going to be this way. We, all of us, are part of an online support group, and we see people say, oh, my God, I feel awful. I'm on 60 days. Am I always going to feel this way? And the answer is no. But the answer is that actually, that's actually somewhat untrue. The answer is no as long as you are working a program of recovery, as long as you're doing something to change your old behaviors and to change the way that you feel about your feel about things and which comes with all the things that we learn, like practicing acceptance, practicing gratitude. And those are things that I've learned by doing those things, doing the basics that I've learned in recovery are the things that get me through the difficult times. So I guess if I'm making any sense at all, that circles back to keeping it simple. And yeah, um, with all that I'm doing, just, you know, focusing on those basic things like having gratitude, writing a gratitude list every day. I do, when a situation occurs, I, my go-to is, okay, what am I, why am I grateful for this? And I've been using that a lot, but, but I also, I do need to, when things continue being not so great for any length of time, we get itchy, we get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I need this to change. I need something to change this. <laughs> and this. so then I, <laughs> what's that? I need to fix this. Right, I need fix to fix it, this. Fix so it now. that's when I have mm-hmm. to just stop myself, because I can get myself wound up if I'm not mm-hmm. 
practicing these things, I just have to stop myself. And sometimes that literally means saying stop out loud and just stop my mind and say, okay, things are not always going to be this way. And you just remember, okay, I just need to get through. I just need to get through today. The moment. And mm-hmm. not even, and it's not even just getting through. I need to find, I need to find the good in today. Like mm-hmm. I need, there's something good in every day, even on the worst days yeah. that you have. And drilling in and really mm-hmm. trying to find that. So that's one of my goals. Is just it's really simple, and that it's I I, yeah, I don't even know that I can really define it other than no. I think you did actually. Was, I understood exactly what you meant. Yeah, and, and good. <laughs> and actually, someone, um, someone, actually, I saw a bunch of people post on Facebook today, both on, and had several people post this, this thing, and it was on that same site, Lisa, on the Mind Body Green, mm-hmm. and by a woman okay. named Shannon Kaiser. And she listed, if you want to have happiness, 20 things to let go of before the new year. And I read this, and I was like, oh, this is so simple. So I just, I'm just going to read this list real quick. It's 20 things, but I just think this is so cool. Let go of all the thoughts that don't make you feel empowered and strong. Let go of feeling guilty for doing what you truly want to do. Let go of the fear of the unknown. Take one small step and watch the path reveal itself. And that's... Dude, I like that's, that. Yeah, I love that. That's like where mm-hmm. I'm at right now. Let go of regrets at one point in your life. The whatever was exactly what you wanted. That whatever was exactly what you wanted. Let go of worrying. Worrying is like praying for what you don't want. Isn't that cool? Like I never thought of it. Oh, yeah. Like worrying is praying for what you don't want. That's um, that's so true. <clears throat> let go of, <clears throat> excuse me, let go of blaming anyone for anything. Be accountable for your own life. If you don't like something, you have two choices, accept it or change it. Love that. Um, Let go of thinking, and here's one for you, Lisa. Letting go of thinking you are damaged. (laughs) Thank you. you. I need to do that, Like what you were talking Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. You matter, and the world needs you just as you are, and I know that Mm -hmm. I need you just as you are. Like, to me, you're perfect. Oh, gosh. Let go of thinking your dreams are not important. Always follow your heart. Let go of being a go-to person for everyone, Jean. <laughs> you and I talked about this. All the time, stop blowing yourself off and take care of yourself first because you matter. Let go of thinking everyone else is happier, more successful, or better off than you. You are right where you need to be. Your journey is unfolding perfectly for you. Let go of thinking there's a right way and a wrong way to do things or to see the world. Enjoy the contrast and celebrate the diversity and richness of life. Let go of cheating on your future with your past. It's time to move on and tell a new story. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Let go of thinking you are not where you should be. You are right where you need to be to get where you want to go. So start asking yourself where you want to go. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's Let go good. of anger towards ex-lovers and family. We all deserve happiness and love. Just because it's over doesn't mean the love was wrong. Let hmm. go of the That's... need to do more. Yeah, I like that a lot. And mm-hmm. letting go of mm-hmm. anger. Oh, God. I hate anger. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, I don't. Being angry. That, yes, that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And for, practicing forgiveness, even when we don't want to, sometimes you have to practice. I know I had to do that. I had to practice forgiving someone every day. They say pray for someone that you're mad at. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? <laughs> but it does work. <laughs> it does work. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. 
let go of the need to do more and be more for today. You've done the best you can, and that's enough. Okay, so that's me. <laughs> I always feel like I need to do more and be more and all that, and it's I just enough. That's, that's a hard one for me. Let go of thinking that you know, have to know how to make it happen. We learn the way on the way. Let go of money woes. Make a plan to pay off debt and focus on your abundance. Let go of trying to save or change people. Everyone has their own path, and the best thing you can do is work on yourself and stop focusing on others. That's hard to do, but very important to do. Mm-hmm. Let go of trying to fit in, and fit in and be accepted by everyone. Your uniqueness is what makes you outstanding. And you were talking about that, Jean. And yeah, um, let go of self-hate. You are not the shape of your, you are not the shape of your body or the number on the scale. Who you are matters, and the world needs you as you are. Celebrate you. I just uh, that I just and I love it. Wait, that list was great. Yeah. Good. Yeah, if I, I should add one thing those... to let go of you guys, there, there's a voice, yeah. like a real critical voice. Some of us have in our heads, and it's one mm. that, that when we criticize ourselves in the third person, so not just saying, oh, what did I just do? But when I say, Jean, what have you mm-hmm. done? <laughs> and that, I really had to let that person go. When I hear that mm-hmm. happening, I have to really say, you know what? You need to leave my head. You're not real. You're and, not welcome. Um, yeah, you're not welcome here. And it, it's okay to, to, it's okay to be self-critical. Like sometimes that voice in your head Andrea Owen's podcast, she had this great episode on that saying, sometimes that your inner critic is your best friend because it's really looking out for you, but you can't let it speak to you poorly. You can't let, mm-hmm. your, you can't let that mm. self-talk, at least you talked about self-talk, you can't let your self-talk be negative. So I'm gonna, if I'm going to question myself, I need to do it tactfully and in a way that's looking out for myself. So that's something I'm going to let go of is that, that nasty voice. I love that. I I really do. That's huge. And I found one other thing I really wanted to share with you guys. I feel like for me, the biggest obstacle has been forgiving myself just for the past and for the things that, you know, that I know that I have done wrong. And I I really struggle with it. And even at this point in my recovery, that I found a really helpful, very quick, um, post of, of, from Brene Brown, and I love her, and she has a very specific it's about self-forgiveness, how to forgive yourself, and she says, number one, start small. Think of a person you recently hurt. Number two, see yourself as a small child standing before that person. Number three, ask for forgiveness using this formula. I hurt you when I blank, and I'm sorry. I hope you will forgive me. I will work hard not to do this again. Number four, see the person forgiving you, coming forward to give you a hug. Number five, feel forgiveness, take hold of you both. And number six, practice this throughout the day, but also at the end of the day. So basically, we would do this if it were someone else, and we need to do this for ourselves. Think of ourselves as the person we hurt and forgive ourselves. And that was pretty huge when I saw that. I thought, maybe I could do that. Maybe I I could learn how somehow to forgive myself. And I think that's going to be one of my, another one of my big goals. So, or small goals. That's a great whatever. one. Small, I, I, big. I, that's a hard one. We are, um, we're fully it is ourselves hard, yeah. when we're that young girl, before we really mm-hmm. become aware of how mm-hmm. we look to the world. 
That's who we really are. And we spend mm-hmm. our adolescence and our early womanhood kind of building up armor between us and the world. And then we spend our later years tearing it all down again. <laughs> so I love the idea of spending time with that small version of yourself, your, th- that true mm-hmm. little kernel of you that was always there. And just right. getting back to that innocence and caring for her. And, mm-hmm. um, and t- just getting through all that armor that we build up around ourselves. I know for me personally, I feel much, I feel prepared and I feel ready to start 2014. And I really feel like this show has put it all into perspective for me. So I hope everybody feels a little bit better after these little tips. And I think it helps me. It's like therapy just to talk to you guys. So I really enjoyed it. I did too, and I actually, I have, we again, this online support group that we're part of, they, there's this little tool that one of the people in the group suggested that I just, I really love, and maybe we can talk about it uh, a little bit, is we're, we've been talking about this, and I do hope it helps people, because I, I think you can hear, we talked through how we're going to do some of these things. And I think that's important, too, with talking to other people. Okay, like these are, sometimes someone else can help you figure out what you need to work on by running the ideas like, oh, what do I, what do I need to do? Just having this type of conversation really, it, it made me think more about the things that I really want to do and keeping it simple, like big lofty goals. Like next year, I want to try to quit smoking. That's not my New Year's resolution though. And that's something that's like, when I'm ready, I'll try it. But there's a simple tool that this person suggested where you can just pick one word and focus on that word of your goal for the year. And so as we're talking, um, I think my I had actually jotted down thinking about this word, and I had written down gratitude before we had this conversation. But as I'm thinking about it, it's my I think my word's really going to be just or stillness. Just and that's not the it's not the word. I, I, I don't know the exact word. I have to come up mm-hmm. with the exact word and not stress my myself out thinking about the word. But it's just <laughs> I don't know if it's meditation or you know what it is. But just I just need to quiet my brain. Like I, I'm just going to work on um, just sitting with myself. Really is what I want to work on and just and, and learning to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So. There's. How about the two of you? Do you have a word that comes to mind that that an intent mm. that can set an intention for the year? And I guess that's what it is. The word is really like an intention. Can I use a swear word? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Amanda, I've been thinking about my word, and I don't have one yet. I I really don't. I've I've got to. But I, again, I can't let it stress me out. Just like you can't. Um, I haven't come up with one because I, I like yours. I, Stillness. I, I want to copy you, but something along those lines. I don't know what it'll be, but something good enough. Okay, it's okay. I don't know. I can't quite. I have to get back to you on that. Sorry. Con- contentment or or, or yeah or, or yeah something satisfied. That's too hard. I don't know. Is a good one. My head so. is going to explode. Oh, forgiveness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, I need you to help me uh, define the word. What is the opposite of controlling? Let go. What would the opposite be? Surrender. Surrender. 
Ooh, that's scary. Oh. So that's I think you're right. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably what I really need to focus on this year is letting is stop trying to control things that aren't mine, including how other people behave, how other people React. respond mm-hmm. to me. I need to do what I do and not be focused on how it's being received. Outside of, it's okay to think of how am I making someone feel, but not how am I making them feel about me or how are they acting in response. So that's really what I need to focus on is I really need to learn to just let go of, of how the choices that other people make around me and stop trying to, mm-hmm. I sound like a horrible person. Yeah. I'm really not. No, you really don't. We know you're <laughs> not. not at all. No. I just, you I have, you, when I'm getting, when I find myself being anxious, it's because I'm trying to either anticipate or control the reaction of the people around me. Mm-hmm. And I need to just surrender to what happens and trust that I can respond appropriately. So that's my goal this year. I love it. That's awesome. I love Surrender. it. I'm running and it I like down. It. I don't know if you heard that, Lisa. Jean suggested acceptance for you. I think that's, and that, cause that covers yeah. a lot of things. Maybe that's that would a, work. What's that? Maybe that would yeah, be maybe. the word for me. I've got to think. Every, I really like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got to, I'm going to have to put some thought into it because I take this sort of thing pretty seriously, really. I mean, because I've loved the word that I had for this past year, and I think it's really worked for me. So I, I want to have one that I'm able to be mindful of every day. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my right my last year was for you. courage. Yours is courage. Mm-hmm. Last year, my word was courage, and, and that was, it was something that, and, and I think you don't lose a word once you have a word. <laughs> but, true, that's true. You know, but you, know you keep that belt. so, yeah, yeah. You, you keep that word with you. It's something that you work on, and it's just mm-hmm. something that you build within yourself, like something to add. And so your next year's word is something that you just continue on with your, you still keep your word from the year before because it's something okay. that we're, we're hoping to develop and change in ourselves. In a very subtle way. That's what I like about the one word concept is it's just it's something that's all encompassing and it's simple. It's simple and it's achievable and you can have kind of like you talked about your success list, which I love. That's in, in that it's you can say, okay, how did I, how did I honor my word today? How did I take action for that word? And yeah. I, yeah. And I think the important thing is it's just simple, tiny changes. Just simple, Jean, like mm-hmm. you said about the outfits. That's it's such a simple change. It's a huge change for you, but it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a simple thing to do. And I think that's the importance of the importance of what we're talking about tonight is the things that we want to change. It's just simple shifts in how we do things, and it's and so that and that fits in with the the smart plan on how we approach things, being having things being achievable. Yeah. I love it. I think that you have gotten some really great advice from you guys. So thank you. Yeah, thank you both. That was thank great. you. I'm ready for New Year's. Me too. I Me think, too. Maybe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I certainly am. I'm looking forward to a fresh New Year. I guess that's the one thing I can say about New Year's is I, I do look at it as an opportunity to do things different, differently. And it's just right. as simple as that. Just to, to say, okay, starting fresh, 
And but I would also add that's something that you can do at any time. But it mm-hmm. is. It, I guess that's why we do. It does at least bring those thoughts to mind and makes us self-aware about little things that we want to change. Right. So, do you guys have anything else you want to add before I close the show? Just you know what I. No. I would add that I, I find at this time of year people are searching, and so I just want to just anybody that's a new listener and is looking for answers. I I hope that that you got to start with some ideas here and got a sense of how great it is to talk to other people that are in the same boat. So mm-hmm. that would be my closing thoughts is just to send good energy out to all the listeners and especially anybody that's really starting this year, you know, ready for a change. You're in the right place and You're I not alone. encouragement. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, and I do wish everyone a happy new year. So do I. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We thank you all for listening to the Bubble Hour, and thank you, Jean and Lisa. And I hope you have a wonderful evening and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks. Bye. Good night, you guys. Good night. I own it. I did that. Not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking Excuses. I just want to be free from the power of weakness head on me. In a dark corner is where shame likes to hide. We think you're strong just cause you'll keep it on the side. It just stays in wait there to rob you of your pride. I take back a little dignity I'm not looking for excuses I just want to be free from power Oh, yes, head on You don't have to shout it out on Main Street to be clear You don't need to whisper to confession there Talk to is looking at you in the mirror, and the one who matters most can always hear. When you say I won't, didn't, not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. I'm not looking for excuses, I just want to be free from the power. Oh, you're on me. When you say I'm proud that that was me And when I face it I take back a little dignity I'm not looking for excuses I just want to be free